and welcome to Talking Bottom, the Bottom podcast where we look at episodes of Bottom. This week it's Finger, which is the fifth episode of the third series, and one of the episodes yet again where the title bears very little relation to the contents of the episode. My name's Paul Tanter. I'm Matt Brooks. And I'm Ange Johnson. And it's an interesting one this week. This is a kind of a mixed bag of an episode. I feel mm, like... I know what you mean. It's, it feels expensive because it's got a sort of wide-ranging, expansive story with a lot of locations, but it feels like a series of sketches that are linked together that don't entirely work. It's also unashamedly stupid, which I know some people think is bomb at its best. The idea of it being stupid being why it's not as good quality isn't mm. really why, is it? Because the comedy in previous episodes has been fairly stupid, but this is like a pantomime episode yeah, where very, AIDS very dresses pantomime. up as the dame, yeah. mm-hmm. quite sure, literally. Sure. Yeah, so one, one thing I should, we should say, though, I didn't remember this episode very fondly, but going back and watching it, I enjoyed it a lot more than I remembered liking it, you know? Yeah, really it's, enjoyed it on the rewatch, yes. actually, some of oh. the earlier scenes, certainly. But I've always liked the opener with Rick's, yeah. like... Absolutely, and I just think of Eddie dressed up as a woman for the whole thing of this episode, but it's not what the whole episode is. Yeah, Yeah, you think of them basically ram raiding the off license, which is a funny bit. Mm. I think that's that's a fun bit. And then once they're in the hotel, it all just kind of falls apart. And I think it's that classic thing that once they leave the confines of where they're trapped in a sitcom, and you start introducing characters that aren't even two dimensional Mm. um, that they're interacting with, talking about. The Welsh English hating. Yeah. Well, there's the stereotype. there's the maitre d, there's the barman. Sure. You know, I'm skipping way ahead, but there's what? so many characters they introduce in this episode. Yeah. The maid, every, and we'll Richie go. and Eddie's interactions. Yeah. With them. This episode, probably because of the multitude of locations, almost doesn't feel like an episode of Bottom. It feels like an episode of another sitcom, like a sort of Forty Towers knockoff mm. that Richie and Eddie turn up in as guest characters, you know? <laughs> like this week, Rick Mell and Adrian Emerson are doing a crossover with Bottom and... Yeah. and sure. My strongest memory with this episode is I missed it when it went out live. Right. Live. You know, when it went out, when it first broadcast. And my friend at school told me about it. I just thought they were lying because this doesn't sound like a Bottom mm. thing. All these things. It's just like him telling him, oh yeah, and he tries to shag mm. this woman or dress as a woman, says he's a lesbian and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Run us through the plot, Paul, and then... So the plot as written on iTunes is Gritchie and Eddie gain possession of a set of car keys belonging to a friend who is getting married. They decide to hide the car, but end up at a swanky hotel pretending to be husband and wife. That's what it. weird... <laughs> swanky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's the thing about this episode. They've obviously, in previous episodes, alluded to the idea of the British holiday mm-hmm. yeah. and how crap they are. So they've obviously decided, right, well, we're going to go to one of these hotels, the Marveloso yeah. Splendido, you know, all these ridiculous titles that you get but in Doncaster yeah. or so Wolverhampton in this case. Here, yes. And the the way the hotel's done is is actually quite convincing. Like you say, they spent a lot of money on this episode, the mm. set that they've built, or they borrowing, as you say. It sounds like it's it looks like they've borrowed it from a previous... Uh, yeah, do you think this is a location or a set that they've oh, built? Because so it's comprehensive, isn't it? Like, they've got the lots of things staircase, yeah. there's the reception... Staircase, the, there's, the, there's a bar, there's the restaurant. Yeah. There's and a lo- the room. There's a lot of it there, but that, for me, isn't where it feels like they spent the money. They've built a street set mm. with a window that they can drive a car through and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I and like that set, though. I think it's all you right. Tell it, it's indoors, though, can't yeah. you? So yeah. It did make me wonder if... I know that Bottom has never, at any time, outside of the opening credits, recorded anything out on location. But when I was watching it, I was wondering, would it have been that much more expensive to go out and shoot this 
on a back lot, like at Wimbledon Studios or something like that, rather than build, build it inside a studio and do it there? Or would that... I think it's because of the smashing Because they're the, ram-raiding the off-licence. Yeah, they you must could, have had to have a purpose-built But you can still space. do that outside on a location that you've kind of rented for the day, mean. that kind of thing. Or is it mm. because it's that Monty Python thing of anything out on location looks so drastically different to what mm. you shoot in a studio that it will feel... Because mm. they obviously then make the joke of them driving away and all the, the sped-up footage yeah, behind yeah. Them, yeah, the, the, the country lane. It's the wrong um, sort of frame rate, isn't it? It's... Yeah. It's, yeah. it's jumping about and it looks you can see the grain on it yeah. and stuff it's, it's a great strange. gag that like, yeah. it's very cheap well, but it, it's we'll, fun we'll get to that well, we're, we're jumping there's, yeah. there's stuff so from the beginning I know I, I know the hotel stuff kind of like I have reservations about that oh, no pun intended but the beginning I do think is kind of a nice little mm. skip between the two of them although when they come in the way they're arguing put me in mind of Rick and Vivian for a moment Really? Why? Yeah, I don't, it was something about their argument as they as they were walking through the door. I like the fact it's a good dramatic device. Just having the, it start with an argument, hearing them off screen, mm. Mm. and then they're both wearing something different. They're both visually something visually going on. There's the cricket ball stain on Rich's pants, which gets a massive laugh as it should do. It's a very good mm. visual joke. And Eddie's nicked all these coats and stuff is, is very funny. I mean, it's clear they've been playing cricket because of their jumpers wrapped around yeah. Yes, absolutely. Eddie. And <laughs> it's a cricket thing like Eddie and Richie have both mentioned it beforehand. And that's a very stereotypical English thing, isn't it? And that's well, kind of why the characters are doing it. Yeah, because you know? obviously you get the top of sup when Richie yes. says playing a spot mm. of tennis, you know, yeah. you know, playing cricket, all <laughs> yeah. that about on a Sunday. But it's actually quite a surprise to see them having actually engaged in sports. Mm-hmm. They're usually just talking about it, aren't they? They've never seen them actually so take many part. Things they've spoke about, which I would have loved to see them do, and I would like mm. to see them play a sport thing. I'm not into sports at all, but I'd mm. love to see those characters yeah. actually play a game of football, play a game of cricket, whatever, you know? It is part of the plot, though, in terms of the cricket outfits mm-hmm. and everything. You know, mm. they're like setting up who cannibal taffio jones yeah. is oh yeah but oh, oh they is. they could have been at any game yeah. you know they could they have been could playing have been, darts they could have just been down the pub yeah. yeah could have thrown darts at them instead of a cricket ball i suppose but i think it's they chose cricket because of the english thing which mm. is something right. that both characters talk about a lot particularly richie and um, the idea that it's a welsh guy as well that they're then going to introduce and that kind of rivalry that will come up between England and Wales and Scotland. Is cricket a very Welsh thing as well as a very English thing? Don't think so. I'm they not like a rugby. big cricket fan. They're right. more rugby in terms right. of famously as a nation. But did you guys notice that Eddie is actually wearing his full suit underneath the cricket outfit? No, I never noticed it. Oh, no, before. I didn't notice that yeah, at all. That's a nice touch. Mm. You, you could, he's very bulked up, a bit yeah. like Joey and Friends when he's wearing all the clothes. But <laughs> yeah. I've never noticed his brown suit underneath yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It's right. there. How bad must the opposing team have been to have had Spud Gun as a captain? <laughs> yeah, I like the mention of Spud Gun when he's not in the episode. That's really world building, right? And stuff, yeah, you yeah. Know, and he's been in it enough now. Like, who's Spud Gun? You know. That's, Dave Hedgehog and Spud Gun, yeah. I think, are the just on the names that works. You know, if you just said Dick, no, you're right you because wouldn't... other times at bottom it would have been a that's so and so muck so and so, you know, and another great made up name. There is one of the best mucks uh, mentioned in the early part of this episode, well, the isn't there? Gloomy suicide. What's he called? Ted Unlucky Suicide <laughs> Muck Gloomy. Yeah, great name. I, I can only assume Unlucky was b- bestowed upon him by his friends. Sure, you know. he was okay. Yeah, and he got gloomy because of his bad luck, and then suicide, all because of all his gloominess. There's something I never, well, it's still not completely clear about. Eddie talks about well, when he's got a bunch of pairs of trousers, yeah, and says, "Well, why have you got the trousers? Well, things got a bit racy in the bar." Yeah. So was there some sort of orgy 
happening is what he's... Presumably with just men. Yes, that, it mm. comes across really homosexual, doesn't it? This is one of the episodes that leans towards more of the are they gay or aren't they? Yeah. Later on you have Richie unable to differentiate between the fact that Eddie is a man dressed yeah, as a woman as well. and that he might be a woman. Ted, suicide, McGloomy has a bit of a laugh. They say so much so that he's wrecked and prolapsed. Yeah. Now is that from laughing so much that it just it had a sort of spasm or was it because of all the anal sex that was going on? Oh, I hadn't I, thought about that. I <laughs> hadn't thought of that. I think it's the laughter. Yeah, yeah. The okay. Inference I genuinely n- never understand what was going on there. Yeah, the the homosexual current to that from Eddie, I think it's just mm. they got boozy and got their trousers off there. Yeah, I don't think they're actually... A bit of a dance. It, you know, like maybe. rugby or any of those kind of sports, like when it's all lads together in the changing yeah. room kind of attitude. Like, but it's they in, often do... It's kind in of, the bar, isn't it? Not in the changing yeah. rooms. That's weird. Sorry, in terms of the look of this, it's a great visual gag with Richie that tells you everything you need to know about him and you know instantly why it's there when he comes in and he's got that red stain on his crotch. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's been playing cricket, it's such a wonderful idea. They call back to it as well when he starts miming through all the rules and stuff and starts doing that movement again and Eddie looks so bored when he's going through all of it. Even if they hadn't had Richie do the masturbate enigmatically, you you would not have needed that at all. Mm -hmm. You would have totally got the joke. There's a great throwaway gag, if you pardon the pun, of the voodoo doll of Richie quite literally throw away yes yes absolutely (laughs) now who made it you think what character made a Richie voodoo doll it could be any of them couldn't it anyone that's met him someone who's skilled enough to imbue it with voodoo powers though that's voodoo powers yeah Yeah. (laughs) so we get uh, Cannonball Tafio Jones mentioned quite early on which is it could have been one of the many people mentioned who we never see with the weird adjectives in their names and stuff but it actually is a plot point because he comes into it again fairly fairly Mm. up soon afterwards well is the cannonball a reference to how he bowls the ball I think so because yeah. that's why I they... think that's the nickname and he's called yeah. Tapio Jones but it's Cannonball Tapio yeah. Jones so that's that's the idea that which is why they get the balls in the face at the end yeah. like that and yeah. this is why it's his stag cricket yeah. match yeah. did you guys notice the kitchen table which by the way again was covered in cans of Heineken mm, yeah I, I thought there was always a wooden table there it's been replaced by a sort of Formica kitchen one yeah I think it looks a bit like patio furniture yes now. like garden furniture yeah yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, the bailiffs have been round. Yeah, and I think there's, there's another show where they had garden furniture in the... In an episode of Friends, they get their, their stuff gets nicked. Yeah, I think it's that, yeah. I thought I was used to seeing a wooden table there, and then all of yeah, a sudden... Yeah, you're right. It's, I mean, it's definitely a wooden table that gets crushed onto um, the his, feet in the chess yeah. episode. Yeah. Or... So it was his stag cricket match, mm. and then he said, oh, he's getting married this afternoon. Mm. So he's gone one further than the TV cliche of get the stag do the night before. It's the fucking same day. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> was it definitely that day? His, yes, his they said he was getting he's getting right. married this afternoon. Right, what okay. he says. Yeah, so you've got to just wonder whether or not they've been in the pub all night and Richie was unconscious that long and they're getting back. That's but the point. I, oh, okay, it might maybe. have been that it was the night before Yes. Richie's been unconscious yeah. overnight enough, and they've then. been okay. boozy in the bar all night and now they're getting in in the morning I like that he was outside unconscious that's pretty bad in the pouring rain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a Rick, Rick's yeah. forlorn face as well when he learned that that was the present that yeah. the well, he, does look, he looks genuinely upset there because that, well, that's fucking insulting isn't yeah. it You're, yeah. great. you were offered up as a sacrifice <laughs> he tries to sort of front it out doesn't he but you can yeah. tell he's like deeply hurt he's a uh, 
pretty excited that there's a wedding happening as oh, well. Yeah. So thought, yeah, does this great. mean we're going to the wedding? Like, yeah. So yeah. I've noticed a go-to in series three tends to be Eddie's odd sexual fantasies. We get yeah. a couple of descriptions of other ones in other episodes. In this one, it's Suzanne Charlton covered in Marmite. On mm. a bungee rope. On a bungee yes. rope. And then a description of someone who is quite clearly Jet from Gladiators. Mm. Black-haired Gladiator. Oh, man. Oh, Jet, okay. Jet was it's gorgeous. It's got to be her. Her yeah. mistress. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weirdly, though, they don't put a sex on it, do they? They just say the black-haired gladiator. So, you know, it, oh, could, no. be, it could have been Wolf. It could have been Wolf <laughs> on the rings. Oh, His thighs were sizable. Wolf's okay. ring. Where'd you say, yes, this is a season three edition with Eddie's weirdly specific pornographic fantasies. <laughs> I was watching an interview thing with this guy called Ron Johnson, who's a journalist, uh, writer guy, and he, he was talking about custom porn, which is basically... If you have a fetish that's really, really niche, mm. there are porn stars now that you can message online and give them the script and all the things you want. So, for example, I want someone treading on a cake while saying my name and picking right. their nose, something so, like that, you know? So they'll, ma- they'll make you like a bespoke one. Yes, absolutely. Something that's not at all... Um, would be made for any sort of even yeah, you know, even a niche market. Yeah, it would. They wouldn't yeah. sell enough yeah. things. So I think great. Eddie would be. You know, if he got a bit of money, he'd be like, oh, great. You know? How how much money do you think either Sharon Stone painted green would <laughs> yeah, cost? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> He's it very specific easy. with his yeah. desires. And that's that. This is I think. <laughs> Don't you that, love that fantasy from Eddie? The yeah. racing post sticking out. That's a different one. episode. The Sharon Stone fantasy, though. Yeah, that's in Ferris wheel one, isn't it? Yeah, that's what you just said. Yeah, yeah, Sharon Stone painted green. Yeah, that's in the next episode. So, like, yeah. His oh, flights of fantasy, right. but this one's the weather girl, isn't it? Right, mm-hmm. right so that was it. Suzanne Charlton, I she, can't remember her. She's a weather girl, right? Because yeah. usually these guys are into newsreaders. Yeah. In this instance, it's a weather girl, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, with the Sharon Stone one, that's a, a legitimate fantasy mm-hmm. of a lot of people. Yeah. But uh, they've mentioned other, like, I mean, there's... Kim Bassinger. Kim Bassinger, yeah. and does he say Michelle Pfeiffer at one point? I think or? the topless... Doing the topless. Danny band. Rick Rick Danny mentions Minogue, Danny Minogue. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer gets mentioned in Bottom Live. Sure. Why does he have such a fucking nerve to call Richie kinky? <laughs> yeah. In the uh, Bottoms Out episode, yeah, yeah. where Eddie's far more kinky than Richie, yeah. it turns your, out. Your, your things involve newspapers up bums, Marmite, <laughs> someone being painted green, someone being vacuum packed, yeah. like they're a fucking TV dinner. Yeah, literally, Richie is horny and pervy. Eddie <laughs> yeah. is kinky. The Ted Rogers reference. Now, I am aware of what 321 is. It was a thing with Dusty Bin, wasn't it? Now, this show went out in... It was Dusty Bin, wasn't it? He had like... The I'm little... pretty sure it's some sort of game show, isn't right. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah. Would, he would go 321. And it was yeah. a thing with really difficult questions that yeah. no one ever got the answer to. Mm-hmm. Even in 1995, this was a bit of a dated reference yeah. because that show, when I checked, ran from 1978 to 1987. Mm-hmm. So the joke is that it's someone really obscure then. Yeah. So the Ted Rogers reference is Cannibal Tafio Jones's wife to be mm-hmm. is described as the bird from the abattoir that looks like Ted yeah. Rogers. What a weird woman. You, you can know, like, tell the this abattoir. couple, can't you, like yeah. how much of a meathead he would be in there yeah. she, and she's mm. just gonna stink. Just the knowledge that, just <laughs> stink the, of meat. Just the yeah. knowledge that she works in an abattoir as well. You know yeah. she's hauling cow carcasses around. She's probably got a hefty pair of shoulders on her. Did a, you look at what Ted Rogers looks like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't look it up because I remember what he looks like from the TV. Describe him then, because I can't quite remember. I would say he looks like a sort of slightly thinner Bob Monkhouse, sort of slightly tanned, dark hair. You know what? I'm gonna Google him now just so to check. So attractive then. Uh, well, <laughs> the word the word abattoir is funny 
Just, oh yeah, just the sound, the word bit of it, yeah. yeah, and then actually knowing that she's obviously working with chopping up meat and everything, well, the least sexy job, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You can't really. Other than maybe many. working with fish, fishmongers in an abattoir. Paul's showing us a picture of Ted Rogers. If yeah. you haven't seen him, look Go- him up. Google yeah, Ted Rogers. It's spelled how you think it would be. Oh, you see why cannonballs after him. No, it, I mean the joke is because of the three-two-one thing, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. So nice. and Rick, Rick, very, very. It's nice dexterously, very yeah. skillfully. That. Yeah. Well, that's how you know. he um, Ted Rogers did it. Uh, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's doing Rick, the, with twisting your hands. Rick copies it yeah. perfectly, and it's obviously a it's joke nice about fingering in it. Oh well, okay. Is oh. that, no, I didn't get is that. Is that not where the finger comes from in bottom finger? Because I can't think of oh. any other reason why right. finger is the name of this episode. So I assume it's because they're there posing as husband and wife. The ring and, finger. And you put yeah, it's the mm. you put the, the ring on the finger. That well, was the finger e- is what I thought it was maybe because they thieve the hotel. Could be. Could stay be. as well. Finger yeah. you finger something you're fingering. <laughs> the double entendre is putting a finger up your bum. Isn't yes. It? That's the... Yeah. And Ted Rogers could have done that. God, it, I bet he was good at that. Isn't it a wonderfully visceral and disgusting image slash thought that gets put in your head that your eyes will sting because of the smell of the tights that are over your head? Oh, the that, that they will sting your eyes. Well, mm. it's, it's not just the... Because it's the fart as well, isn't it? So it's all part of oh, it. Because any it, farts as well. Oh, right. Because you wouldn't wash them properly. Right, but I assumed mm. it was because of who's, whoever's gusset has mm. not been cleaned. Before this episode, had you heard the word niff? I think so. I yeah. hadn't. Really? <laughs> no, yeah, it's a beano. It's a beano type thing. Core, what word. a niff. <laughs> great word. Yeah. And the word core as well. Yeah. Like, core, blimey. Uh, you see the word core either in either in things like Beano and Dandy or in carry-on films. Mm-hmm. Core. Wonderful Welsh language joke of the name of the mm. Welsh church. Yeah. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The one covered in gold. Yeah, the one with all the gob running down the walls. So it's always gob running down the walls. <laughs> like, every time you come along yeah. and see this church, you feel like you have to say the name stood in front of it. Yeah. Richie behind the wheel of the car is oh. like any kid, isn't it? Doing the... <laughs> yeah, did you get the impression this is his first time behind the car wheel? I think wheel, so, yeah. Maybe. yeah. Oh, he says he can't drive, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he? does say that. But and... it does a pretty good job, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't stall it, doesn't yeah. he? You know? Just reverses. That's I, the thing. The, it put the... me in mind of the Mark Corrigan Jeremy oh, bit yeah. where Mark drives oh. Johnson's beamer yeah, yeah. and yeah. reverses okay. into the skip with it. Like, yeah, yeah. Right, sure. I mean, obviously, Bottom came first, so... Although, I will say, the Peep Show version of that is slightly more accurate in that when you're a first-time driver, what you're doing constantly is mm. stalling, stalling, mm-hmm. stalling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean the force in which Rick goes back into the office. Well, yeah. so, so just before he gets in, uh, Richie's going through the keys, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Mm. I don't drive. I know what a car key looks like, you idiot. <laughs> so obviously the one that looks yeah. like the guard key. I love that it's already open. It's though. such a good joke. It's so simple a joke, yeah. but it's so funny. It's letting yeah. him in. Yeah. And did you notice that they've misspelt married twice on the car? Oh, no, I didn't know. Two different just... ways. Yeah. Oh. So it says one is just, just married, but with one R. Right. So... Uh-huh. Without the double R, and right. then the other one is just marred. Marred. It's a double R, <laughs> right, okay. easy, which I thought was quite fun. Just a little visual bit there. Marred for life. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's a, it's a stain on my life now. <laughs> when they crash into the front of the off license and uh, it all, all smashes through, and then they grab the few cases of beer and stuff, yeah. the detail of inside of that. Thing. It's it's a full working it's, set. It's on screen for like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. I, I did wonder that. I looked at it closely to see if it was a painted backdrop or something. But they filled it with all those fake bottles, fake mm. cans. Well, well, you know, real bottles, real cans. Yeah. I really appreciate the effort, cost, and logistics mm. they went to for the car and then the Ram Raid stunt. So for them to then go 
to the ridiculous blue screen I cartoon think that's background. On I think it's enough uh, joke it's on too it's, big it's a shift for like me. Like the old school no. movies where they used to do that, though, isn't right. it? They are the camera to that thing. I, I get that, but when the audience laughs, the moment they cut to the driving and the audience, the first audience laugh is because of how ridiculous and cheap mm, it looks, sure. you know. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. They've gone through all the trouble of the of the set. Yeah, and also there's a guy in there. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yes. Did you notice he's in the background before? Yeah. Outside, like cleaning or something yeah. in the and window. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. It seems like a missed be. joke, doesn't it? Where or he doesn't even seem to have reacted. He, he you know reacts what? very, very slightly, but not properly, does I'm, he? I mean, I think that's so, because they've got no one else on the street, it's so it doesn't look like the place is completely deserted. Mm. Yeah, he's in one of those sort of open all hours, piano mover mm, yes, jacket right. things, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, long yeah. coats, long brown coats. But then, do you think he's just used to it, maybe? That's why he doesn't <laughs> really there's, there's a mention of ram raiding an off-licence, or no, or running into an off-licence and drinking as much as you can before the police arrive mm-hmm. in the episode before. Mm. and there's mentions of a lot of looting and round raiding yeah. in the next episode yeah. so yeah. yes in Hammersmith I yeah. would imagine he, he is used to it <laughs> just rebuilt the shop damn mm. you uh, can't tell what beers they steal can you I can probably no I think it was some kind of like special brew but they're kind of was... hiding the label aren't they when they're yeah. drinking from it and eating the crisps well, I think the crisps are those ones that you used to add salt to yourself weren't they yeah they, yeah, they look like the ones you tear off open mm. the sachet in there and add it why don't they have them anymore because what, why do you want to add your own salt yeah. just buy it pre-made? Yeah, it was weird. But they didn't nick any crisps from the shop, did they? I did notice that, yeah. It just grabs a few cases yeah. Yeah. really quickly. Maybe it had the already been in there as a little picnic for it Cannonball does. Taffy and Maybe. the lovely if, Ted if, Rogers. If you're such an alcoholic that Eddie is, ram raiding an off-licence and then only nicking a couple mm-hmm. of packs of beer, yeah. feels like a bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah. You, you want to be... some spirits. Yeah, you? get the bottles of scotch right away. They're in a hurry though, aren't they? You can already hear the police sirens approaching, can't you, at that point? <laughs> I did like the Thelma and Louise gag. Yeah, yeah. You know, just the, well, yeah, we're on the right side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) Richie driving is obviously, I mean, you know. That is a cartoon thing. It's just when you're a kid, that's how you think you drive. You put the steering wheel left to right, left to right, swerving all over the place. What do you think of the little silly bit when they go in the field, though? I think the switch into the field is good because they get that huge practical um, branch that they swing across the front of the car. That does work quite well. That did make me laugh. I do also like the fact that at the beginning of the driving sequence, Rick has his hands up behind his head. (laughs) And if there was enough room, he'd probably have his feet up as well (laughs) on the dashboard. But yeah, the bullocks thing. And so he says, no, it's a pair of bullocks. Yeah. Mm. So like a and bull. Then, yeah, but then it says, put your trousers back on. So it was mm. a pair of bullocks. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't, I mean, no, it's, it doesn't a, make sense. it's a cheap point. A pair it? of bullocks from a pair of bullocks. They don't wear trousers ever. I love the <laughs> absolutely stupidly Spanish sounding name. Mm. Just putting O's yeah, on, the, yeah. on the end of every single word. Marveloso Splendido Hotel. It's like the British person abroad who thinks if I'll just say it with a bit of an accent or yeah. add the vowels to the end, it'll be understandable. Yeah. And also adds a touch of class. Did you ever watch Neighbours when you were growing up? The one restaurant that they had in that that was the fancy restaurant that was a French restaurant. Not Lasseter's. No, 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 no. Lasseter's was the hotel. Oh, right. Do you what was the fancy French restaurant no called? Idea. La Restaurant. Oh, was it? Yeah. Brilliant. Was it La Restaurante? <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, that would have been too far. Okay, it fine. was just La Restaurant. They obviously, when they were younger, perhaps, or they just mm-hmm. find fun in the British kind of holiday destination. The yeah. characters have spoke about going on holiday yeah. before. Instead of having a holiday episode, as we've already had an mm. episode where they're going on holiday but don't, Mm. we now get to see them kind of on holiday. We yeah. see them away in a hotel. And yeah. They've stolen it, so there's, a, there's an edge of, like, we're going to get caught at yeah, any point. So it should, on paper, work, this yeah, plot, yeah. shouldn't it? Like, it should work. Just, even as a kid, 
I didn't like Eddie dressed up. No. The boobs on backwards, I just thought was so stupid mm. that you wouldn't have noticed and that it's still... It it's the fact that they there. repeat... Yeah, it's the but, fact they repeat it. Well, because they go upstairs, it. they have a few other things and they both get dressed for dinner mm. and he didn't swap his boobs. Yeah. What? And also, where did they find that costume? Is that one of Ted Rogers' outfits from the back of the car? Yeah. Or? Maybe. Or is it, the, is it the disguise that they earlier like, alluded to that... They didn't yeah. put on. Where did they get the wig? Where did yeah. they get? Where did they get the lipstick? Maybe yeah. they just stopped off somewhere. I can only think that she's actually already got her bags packed in the back of that car. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. what how yeah. I'd explain it away. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a cheap laugh. I don't want us to even say the words Mrs. Brown's boys. Really, it is a similar thing of like, oh, it's a man dressed as a woman. I mean, it's happened yeah. time and time again throughout comedies. Oh, do you know what? It's way really, way back. Really annoying that other countries have a stereotype of what English humour is: is mm. men dressed as women. I'm like, yeah. oh no, no, it's not. And then you try and defend. It and then you notice in, mm-hmm. in Python yeah. all the time. It's in this. If yeah. in and doubt. Shakespeare used to do it. He yeah. just like changed the sexes over, and right. and that would be oh how hilarious. Well, that was a different know. thing with Shakespeare because women couldn't well go on stage exactly. But the idea of the funny in it that the characters would have swapped roles and all that. Right. And like, oh, okay. isn't it so hilarious? It does just play out as very pantomime. But, and pantomimes have their place. Bottom's better than that. It is quite fun what his yeah. outfit is. Like it's ludicrous. Yeah, it's on the VHS cover of the those group mm. of episodes as well so that spoils the surprise yeah. Yeah. and yet when they come in on the rewatch all I was noticing was an overacting extra in the background behind them who I was like those Ru-. extras no he was like he, he was trying to be, he, in his head he was like yeah I'm the main character in this he was like he was yes. rolling his eyes at them and, and trying stuff. to react to everything and he's pointing them out to his mate as well like yeah. oh, look oh like yeah. gesturing like yeah. oh god these yeah. people he's yeah. pointing out the people six <laughs> feet away from him yeah. like look look over there is the hotel manager deaf and blind because they're making a lot of noise and then when he comes up to them so, oh hello when he yeah. rings on them and oh, it's bloody weird oh you must be the happy couple what the hell are you basing that on because you've got a booking for a, a wedding couple yeah, yeah. And loads of people stay at a hotel what a weird assumption to make well he says that the hotel is otherwise full so mm-hmm. therefore maybe maybe He's all just waiting the, on one yeah all the other guests have turned mm-hmm. up and these are the final ones. Okay, By the time they've driven right. from okay, Hammersmith to Wolverhampton, I mean, yeah. what time is it? Like, dinner's about yeah. to start, isn't it? How long is that 20 take? minutes is that till dinner, isn't it? So. That, yeah, that is a quiz question, actually. That is going to be a quiz okay, question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the actor playing the receptionist is uh, Gareth Marks very wonderfully sort of snooty mm. a full one yes mm. I like the fact that they that the characters had to come up with a fake name for Eddie their imagination went as far as Ed Wiener yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know it could have come Kirsty Sarah anything it doesn't have to sound like your real name yeah because he actually says Eddie Wiener yeah. doesn't he and, I mean it's a sort of crossover with Ab Fab that as well yeah. isn't it in the they're, same way oh, okay yeah they're, they're so always she's playing Edina yeah. monsoon isn't she it is a nice joke that Eddie looks such a state and the Richie's got long foppish hair that the guy doesn't know which one Mrs. O'Jones is. Yeah. <laughs> like you both look fucking odd. I can't tell. When Richie kicks Eddie in the bollocks, it feels a lot more vicious than the usual bollock kicks in bottom. And I was trying to work out why. And I think the reason behind it, because he's wearing a dress, mm. I know he doesn't have the crotch of a pair of trousers there to lessen the impact. Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping the foot impacting with the bollocks, if that makes sense, apart from so your he underwear. He gets him a few times, doesn't he? I mean, Curing gag. that becomes a thing of like my mm-hmm. bollocks are progressively swelling through this until they're like Buster Gonad size. Mm-hmm. Buster Gonad from the Viz, he had carried him around in a wheelbarrow, didn't he? And his unfeasibly large yeah. testicles. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's have a quick word from our sponsor. 
cover the head of a match. Yet this is enough adhesive, super strong, super fast to lift two and a half tons. It's Duro Super Glue. A drop will do. It truly is super strong and super fast. Super Glue. A drop will do. Super Glue. Now, uh, Eddie makes a reference when he when he talks to one of the barman type or receptionist types. So he says, "Would you think I am some baggy trousered ballet enthusiast?" Is that a gay reference? Yeah. Is that what he means? You say I'm gay. Is it a reference to gay or lesbian? I think it's homosexuality, isn't right. it? Right. He just keeps getting confused of what he's meant to be doing, doesn't he? The right. character Eddie does. What does the baggy trousers mean? I don't get that. Gay people always wore baggy trousers, didn't they? Mm. I don't know. They, I've never sure. heard of that. It's either. because he hands him some flowers, isn't it? Right. Eddie's yeah, yeah. thinking yeah. as a man in that moment. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not the finest piece <laughs> of writing. The, the explanation that Richard comes up with just puts in mind a really funny, like, too much vodka in the church. Yeah. <laughs> just like a little <laughs> bottle on, you know, on the side. Could have just said you had too much special brew in the, in the car down didn't you just had too much to drink or something yeah, you know yeah. it, um, don't worry I'm going to beat my new wife said, oh, I'm going to take my belt to her so he basically says to a room full of people who are yeah. all staring and listening don't yeah. worry I'm going to violently beat up my new wife and they like okay yeah sure up you go there's some so, awful bits yeah. of dialogue in that yeah. in that Richie thinks that pretending that you're married means that you can basically beat up your partner and treat them abominably in, Would, in public he <laughs> says later on you're married now, which means mm. you have to do everything yeah. I say. Yeah. Which is very toxic, isn't it? That does sort of show his real character, isn't yeah. it? That's what when if he ever did get a girlfriend, he'd be over the moon for a while, but then yeah. he'd start patronising yeah, them yeah. getting really yeah. horrid, you know? Well, well, this well, is it, obviously, we're moving towards when they have the maid. Well, let's talk about the wangle first, just before Oh, the, yes, the medieval yeah. folk dance. That's a, it's a great little okay. gag. I don't think it actually is a medieval folk dance, a wangle. I don't think no. it is. And Eddie's mime does put you more in mime of milking a cow. But wanking off two balls. But that bit Wait, is... Wanking <laughs> off two balls? Yeah. Right. A pair of bullocks. That um, bit is great, though, when, obviously, Richie realises they're going to have to share the bridal suite. The, but they haven't thought through the plan that far. The visceral disgust at the idea yeah. of yeah. sharing an intimate space with the, that. He doesn't... But, but, but what if I want to have a wank, mm. is what he's about to say, and mm-hmm. what, you know, what he's thinking. Could we be sharing a bed? But then when he gets up into the room, he goes to the bathroom anyway. He says, oh, I've got to have a little one in the, in the bar. So it wasn't ever an issue. You can share a bed with him. You've shared a yeah, sleeping bag. How many bag wanks does a... Richie have each night, though? Masturbating in any kind of strange <laughs> space never seems to be a problem for Richie. I do quite like the way he drags him out saying heave-ho again. It's a bit oh, of a callback to absolutely. putting yeah. Eddie to bed. He's a dab hand at pulling mm. Eddie mm. up the stairs when he's <laughs> unconscious. Usually he's, he's got the noose for it, though, doesn't he? Before the chambermaid comes in, there's a hotel worker that brought the bags up. Mm. The way he asks for a tip, he just hand, puts his hand out. He's yeah, like, I'd have told him American. to fuck off. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> I, my mum watched that one I right. remember she, mm-hmm. she saw and she was like well, what was he actually doing what's the misunderstanding like no he was asking for a tip there's nothing and else was, that he's doing oh, he yeah. was rude it's so a little niggle here you see him hold out his hand then you shot of Richie sod off yeah. and then cuts to a wide and he's already gone he's yeah. already, there's not a shot of him being chased out what you want to see is him leaving through the yeah. door and Richie chasing yeah. after him yeah you're, you're right he's, he's gone by the time we cut to that big wide mm-hmm. yeah can anyone tell me what accent the chambermaid meant to have Birmingham it's Birmingham is it Birmingham Most yeah certainly. okay well oh, sorry it's Wolverhampton right which is part of Birmingham yeah well, yeah. it's yeah it's all the Midlands 
That raven-haired temptress from below stairs puts me in mind of Downton Abbey, but this was years and years before Downton Abbey. I guess the upstairs, any downstairs. downstairs, downstairs, yeah. any of that kind yeah, of thing. Right. Servant, servant girl. Once he's in a position where he thinks he's socially above the woman, he Richie oh, lays on the yeah. charm with the spirit of yeah. Downton Abbey to the point where he's almost channeling Alan Bastard for a moment. You yeah, because he's not nervous at all. No, once he's not. he has in his head, I have the power here, which the, is really quite horrible when Richie's psychology in that yeah, moment. I completely but agree. But it played out so well. And yeah. obviously it makes you, it actually does make you cringe a little bit on this rewatch. It really did. He yeah. laughs at, in her face when she says, do you mind? Ha <laughs> ha. That, that is like mm. the creepiest he's ever been in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Richie's been creepy. Yes. Yeah. It is Richie. You know, you can't be like, oh, it's yeah, Rick. Yeah. But like, because of the way Rick plays it, yeah. Yeah. as you say, he almost is like bastard, yeah, a little bit. flash heart. Or there's just little flashes of the... Flash you're confident, charm, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, God, there's no charm in Richie's. Yeah, yeah. Bastard has, well, no, it has like cold charm and sex appeal, but doesn't have that sort of buccaneering mm. kind of charm, whereas Flash Art is out there mm. and everyone loves him. There was just a hint of, just for a mm. moment, of, oh, that's a bit Alan Bastard. You're right, it's that confidence that he mm. has, totally unjust, yeah. because in his head suddenly, and it's, it's quite... that it's that classic British sitcom thing of, Oh, it's social mobility. I'm above you. References to you're obviously in the stables. So references to spirited fillies and like, she's a horse. She's a horse I'm to be stuck. traded, which yeah. also is something that Alan Bastard does at some point. A prostitute comes in and mm. he starts like checking like the firmness of her thighs and things. Oh, okay. You know, and doesn't he actually have one of the horse whips as well? And when he goes to the brothel, the one where all the politicians are at. Yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, there's probably so. more than one instance of it in the New Statesman. There's a joke that. Doesn't happen here. Go you know on. what I mean? It's basically it's a setup of a joke that isn't quite what, what I thought was going to come when she says, Do you want me to turn your bed down? Mm. Right. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. But I thought it was going to be something like, Do you want to turn my bed down? It's like, what everyone else ever offered it to is turn it down. Right. Something okay. like that, you know? The yeah, language yeah. of turn yeah. your bed down. And, but what the, he's turned respond. on by that. What does that? What does he think it means? They're in bed and she's naked. Let me pull down the sheets he and show you my tits or he, something. Yeah, he just hears bed, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's similar to a Bianto. That's the first, he starts showing some nerves because he yeah. doesn't understand what she means. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, oh, you know, sure, sure. all of you a know, sudden she's got some power again. Slight, <laughs> slight niggle. He asks her to show him how to turn the shower on and she points to the bath taps that are quite clearly just bath taps. Yeah, she just turn these taps on here. No, I didn't yeah. ask for the bath, I asked yeah. for the shower. Yeah. Slightly going back there, I love the physicality of Richie wanting to knock the door open with his <laughs> cock, the frost, but the it's frost. his paunch. Yeah, it? it's his yeah. gut. Knocks the door open. So I like that a lot. It is so creepy what he's doing but then we laugh yeah, he, how utterly ludicrous he, he tries to also thrust at her when she yeah. walks past but he misses her oh god her. he tries to rub himself yeah. on her so doesn't he basically so, he's, so wrong he's got no cock to eye coordination and manages to miss <laughs> as she goes past yeah. Now Eddie comes in to the rescue of this poor chambermaid only to then try it on with her right after but claiming that he's still a woman so what is his end game here because us birds should stick together Maybe in the nude. What, what are you going to do there? Are you going to tuck He's it back? He's not thinking about it, He's, is he? Yeah. The squeak he makes with the pipe, I, I do like that. I find that very... I- creepy and weird I wondered how he did that mm. is that like one of those duck things that hunters take you know that make like a duck noise in order to get her away from Richie Aid does do a great uppercut onto Rick that takes mm. Rick down and then Rick is unaware that he's still slightly in shot he so he just kind definitely, of leans against the, yeah, against the, the bar look that, I guess he looks out of character for a second yeah. now the chambermaid it's completely obvious he's a man you see it but the chambermaid must know this as well despite the fact that she plays along with it saying you're worse mm. than your husband doesn't ever say you're clearly a man in a dress but she kicks him in the bollocks. So therefore, you know, if, if this was a woman 
coming on to you acting like that, you wouldn't go for a crotch kick, but, would you? you? Can I actually say on behalf of all womankind that getting kicked in the crotch is painful right. still, oh, okay. even as a woman. Because so when, when, when Eddie is like, oh, my nothings at all. Like, yeah. I once got kicked. Not... Mm. Very yeah. maliciously, but by one of like my kind of playmates when I was probably about eleven. It was hit. It was a he, and he kicked me really hard between the legs, and it fucking killed. So okay. I can't imagine what it's like if you've got bollocks there. But it's not, just want to it's, say it's, that it's not pleasurable. It's still painful if someone another, kicks you in the cunt. Another scoop for the talking <laughs> bottom. So do you, do you, do you think that she thinks he's female, and she was just trying to kick him in the cunt? It's unclear to me. No. It's I she think in the script, your husband and stuff. I think she yeah, she's keeping up the pretense, but. I think she knows. Does that she think bloke. that Eddie might be transsexual or you know just a man who likes dressing mm. as a woman and is trying to respect that? So I'll refer to Richie back as your in, husband. Back it in this be. time in the nineties, people were not socially aware of this sort yeah. of stuff as much. So I don't think she would have. But oh, this is clearly which, a transgender woman. Which is why him turning up in drag gets a big laugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's why it doesn't really sit right, isn't it, now? Mm-hmm. What is the pleasure of Sappho? What's that mean? So Sappho was an archaic Greek poet from the island of Lesbos. Ah. So her poetry is in line with oh, lesbianism. Lesbos. I see. So it's all linked, basically. So this episode has several musical stings in it. It's a few of those things we talked about before of not sure how to end the scene, let's play the musical sting, that'll get us to the next one. It's not as bad as some episodes where they have the sting and then they're literally in the same place. Yeah. At least they're in a different place now. They're at the top of the stairs. They've both changed for dinner. I like the costume design here of... It's very subtle. Richard's suit is uh, ill-fitting. So maybe that's Cannibal Tafio Jones's maybe. suit. Maybe. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. There's a twisted uh, tie. The, co- the collar of his tie is all twisted. It's mm. so like he... To put the tie on, yeah. on, which is weird actually, because he puts a tie on every day, so he should it's, know that. It's it's sort of two sizes too big, isn't it? It's sort of how mm. Trump looks in his clothes: bad fitting, yeah. slightly too big, because you're trying to hide a paunch. Trousers too wide. I think it's definitely that it's not Richie's suit in any way. Either stopped somewhere to get those outfits, or they were in the car. Yeah, it makes sense. They don't establish it as in the car, but that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think about that before. They just have their suitcase yeah. ready to go. They uh, it's completely unnecessary that they fall down the stairs, but. But I like it. You know, it just, mm. they, they didn't need that. Didn't need to be there at all. Well, I like the comes out of nowhere. Act partial will get found out, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then immediately, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> causing a scene. Can characters in bottom ever go down a flight of stairs <laughs> normally without falling or being hurled down them ever? Has oh. that ever happened? Oh, maybe not. Never on camera. Where's the yeah. thing that where? They've run upstairs. No one. Yeah, they've run up them. Eddie ran upstairs from the shop to the roof, for example. Yeah. Right. So you could say in that Eddie. No, no. You know what? Eddie fell down every time, yeah. didn't he, from the hatch? Was, no when one, they go down in dough. No, he falls. Does he does a flip. Happen? He does a flip. He falls. Yeah, he does. Yeah, someone falls. Because he's on fire, isn't he? His 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 crotch is on fire. Oh, and the but like, oh, then Eddie run. Eddie it? comes yeah. down. Eddie doesn't fall there, but that's yeah, in the background. That's, that's what, what I mean with Sutsburg Gun and yeah, Hedgehog I... there. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. There's calamity <laughs> yeah, on any yeah. staircase. Now, something very well observed here with the service industry where Eddie punches a member of staff for very little reason. <laughs> right. And then the manager comes in and takes it out on the staff, or <laughs> kicks him in the pile of broken glass. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's very, very true. They don't take the side of the staff ever. They always take, the, oh, the customer's always right. I'll, I'll sell my friend and yeah. co-worker under the bus. Yeah, that's a very well observed thing. Very much in keeping with those haughty, sort of snobbish establishments mm. which think they're better than they are and actually what they are is just a three-star shithole well, next to the sea you know? absolutely what this place is yeah fake sounding 
um, Spanish name with French people in there, uh, bad French accent people. Uh, uh, who are probably, in even in the context of the story, British people putting mm-hmm. on bad yeah. French accents. Mm-hmm. I did wonder why, including the maid, you see five members of staff in this, in this hotel. You've got the rece- snooty receptionist at the beginning. Sure. Later on, you've got the maitre d' with the little tash. You've got the barman who serves Eddie all the alcohol. But then you've got this guy here who Eddie punches. Yeah. And I did wonder if, he has one line, he's not that great at delivering it. Is he a stuntman who, you know, someone said, oh, you want an actor crashing into glass? Mm. No, no, you need a stuntman for that. And they're like, oh, well, we want to do a line as well. Okay, we'll get a stuntman who can do one line. Because really, yeah, that should have been maybe the barman or the so, receptionist. You know, the barman would make sense of... later that he'd uh, flirted with him, though. Maybe. What's the name of that guy in the credits? So, well, the, the guy who plays the barman is Kevin Allen, who people would probably mm. know from the Thin Blue Line mainly. The And he's also the voice of Cannibal. He is, Kathleen yeah, yeah. Jones, yeah. Isn't he? And then, so we know that the receptionist is Gareth Marks, and then Rupert Rainsford says as Pierre. Right, that would be him because Victor Spinetti is the maitre d'. Well, so, I looked him up on IMDb, and he's literally not been in anything else other than one other thing. Right, I think he's a so, stunt guy then. Yeah, yeah very yeah, possibly. Yeah. It kind of makes sense just because the characters are stupid, but the amount of detail that Eddie has gone into with this disguise that's not fooling anyone, he's even wearing saucy honeymoon undies. Why does he need to do that? There's no reason. And then Eddie... Method actor. Eddie's just mentioning of the saucy undies that I'm sure look horrific on him. It puts Richie into his usual habit of just being a sex pest. Just yeah. literally a girl's about, well, I better start flirting with her. But then he catches himself. You just, know, that's for in character. Just simply the mention yes. of, of it's privates. Ha- it's habit, isn't it? It's yeah. literally, oh, I better, I better make a dirty response. Now, if Eddie had said, I'm going commando, would that have had the same effect, I wonder? Is it the underwear that does it? It's literally the mention of the I sexy so. underwear. Yeah, I right. think so. Yeah. Richie thinks he can speak French like a Brit abroad, doesn't yes. he? Like, <laughs> just saying, just saying je- <laughs> and saying French things like Cocovan. Well, no, Eddie says Cocovan, doesn't mm-hmm. he? But um, garlic suppository. That's great. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a conversation, is it? That's like yeah. um, where you've just done the first chapter of the Rosetta Stone course. Right, thing, you right. Know, you've just learned like car, football, t shirt. Yeah. Thing. So obviously garlic <laughs> is a very French thing. Are suppositories generally associated with the French? It's I, what you stick up your arse. No, I know, I know, isn't I, it? I know what they are, but yeah. are they? You know, is that seen as like no. all, all French just go to suppositories for medical things? No, I think it's the garlic suppository. Okay, the okay. Joke. So right. the idea that the French love garlic that much, right that they shove it up their arse. Richie loves being centre of attention. The way he just gets very clumsily set up that he can do a good impression. My favourite bit is him telling everyone to shut up. You, you shut up. No one's making any much noise at all. And that he laughs through his own impression that's not an impression, just saying the yeah. same like dialogue. As a comedy fan, did you find it kind of, that's their way of sort of commenting on how people are when they quote comedies. I, th- I think like, it is yes, a bit, it's yeah. It's so uninteresting yeah. to anyone else who's not in that bit with yeah. you. No? Yeah, like um, it, the, the, the person doing the quote in their head they're doing a brilliant thing yeah. it's very it's like any office bore the kind of person that colin hunt really lampooned well in the far show do you remember that yes, character yes silly glasses and the like wacky ties all the yeah, time yeah yeah the yeah. kind of person who might do a podcast about that <laughs> comedy and sure. yeah 
yeah. quote it in it. Well, we try and avoid doing quotes as yeah. much as we can. Yeah. Because it isn't very interesting to just hear someone repeating a famous line. Is yeah, it? yeah. Like, it's fun because to they're... a certain extent in certain, you know, to say your favourites. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Leonard Rossiter is someone that has been impersonated time and time yeah. again. That's the same sort of thing as like Frank Spencer. Yes. Type thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Rigsby from Rising Damp is a yeah. very sort of mm-hmm. often imitated character, yeah. isn't it? Oh, okay. So it's not special that Richie's in any way good at doing a Leonard Rossiter. <laughs> but, but I do quite like, because I don't know what a Leonard Mullet is. Is it a fish? Is that what they're saying? Because he says, do you want the Leonard Mullet? And then Eddie says, oh, he does a good Leonard Rossiter. Oh, I'm assuming that's a, 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 that's fish, a, a right? mispronunciation of mullet, right? As in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mullet, mullet, I see. Well, it's some okay. kind of French dish that, yeah. I right. So I quite like that they that's how they get to that. Yeah, yeah. Can you guys talk me through the logistics of the whole restaurant clearing out? <laughs> or is there some sort of hive mind type thing? Yeah. Silently as yeah. well, without paying their fucking bill. They clear out quicker than a fire alarm going yeah. off, don't they? Yeah. Because it's a hotel restaurant, it might They'd already the be details. on their room. But also, I'm glad that this week, <laughs> I'm glad that this week they managed to get the editing right in the way of you cut to the big wide of the empty yeah. room yeah. to show that it's empty. Use of misunderstanding things and forcing a double entendre. They do a bit too much here the one the entree i'd rather not mm. what do you think that meant i just want a main course yeah yeah right. i do love the oh yes this is all very poncy isn't it yeah i can't understand a word of it yeah mm. he likes the fact that it's too classy for him it's not even that classy it's not classy, it's no. not classy yeah. at all but he perceives it yes. to be that way yeah. this is probably the classiest place he's ever been yeah right yeah i mean they are oh, an definitely. absolute show aren't they they are completely and utterly showing themselves up even in an establishment like that but Eddie is totally going to make the most of it in that he just wants one of every bottle of wine on the menu and you you know he can get through it as well as well didn't you that explains some of his behaviour later because it's and the whiskey half a pint that he orders that that. line is one of my favourite lines in all of Boston this is not a favourite episode for me but to ask for a large whiskey Mm. to be asked a double and then reply no half a pint Mm. that is a fantastic joke and it's one of the best jokes in bottom yeah definitely yeah there's some brilliant lines in this episode and in series three in general yeah. the plots don't always play yeah. out quite as well as i think they probably yeah. meant to on paper <laughs> I like this faux french waiter who's in wolverhampton presumably not from hammersmith doesn't yeah. know, yet somehow knows that the go-to drink is a half of mild yeah. <laughs> that's funny like he's sort of suitably posh and arrogant, isn't he? He's that. Yeah. He's the waiter. He's rather the maitre d' rather who looks down upon you, thinking he's sort of a cut above. But he definitely is a cut above these two. He is, but then everyone's <laughs> a cut above, aren't they? Yeah. Like he when he says, "I'm getting a hernia from laughing." Yeah. That reminded me of a thing that. Amando Iannucci called Spencering, which is something they tried to avoid when writing Alan Partridge. When they first did Alan Partridge in the radio shows, sometimes the person opposite who's being interviewed would say something like, oh, you really are the most uh, odd person, Mr. Partridge, or something. And they said this is something that always used to happen in Some Others Do Have Them. A character would go, oh, Mr. Spencer, please, will you just get out or something? Mm. Having a character say to them, oh, I'm getting a hernia from laughing, felt a bit to me like kind of not of the bottom universe. Do you know what I mean? It felt a bit like someone saying, oh, you really are the most, uh, you know, uh, difficult people to work with. Yeah, then no one questioned their odd behaviour in the shop episode, did they? Just roll mm. with it. Yeah. Yeah, I the guess... The doctor but... just... Yeah. I suppose that it's the pompous nature of it. It's right now bugger off and all yeah. that from the doctor. But you're right. I think the maitre d' in this context, though, probably he is quite sarky. Yeah. But you're right, it doesn't quite sit that well that someone else is having a bit of a yeah. sarcastic moment with yeah. Richie and Eddie I like that they, they play 
playfully with like kind of banter and seeing it as a bit of fun that Richie and Eddie um, sabotage each other's food with, like, <laughs> the, the whole thing uh, uh, Eddie hollows out the fish fingers puts dog shit in yeah. and it's oh you would get me uh, ha, ha, and they're both laughing about it but if you overheard that like, sorry and it's yeah. all in the context of odd... being really xenophobic about the French as well isn't it yeah <laughs> it's sort of like acting like the French would be doing that it's like no no I found Marcel the barman quite playful mm-hmm. it was quite nice to see someone not kowtowing to them quite so much just before that uh, Eddie goes to the bathroom and uh, oh. uses the uh, sink as a urinal it's very good physical comedy there where you see him like lifted up and plump mm. and plops his cock out and then just the no wonder you birds wear high heels yeah and you that, see but... the woman come in so that she kind of gives him a once over and then she looks down at his crotch her eyes widen so she's obviously seeing his cock out yeah. pissing yeah. and it doesn't just run off screaming it's well, the most I mean, hashtag me too yeah. I mean she obviously didn't know what to do with herself yeah. did she yeah. <laughs> I don't know to, what you'd do if you went in and there's a bloke with his cock out in the urinals. But to, I don't think I'd hang around and have a conversation with him. To Eddie, it's the most natural thing in the world. You're a woman in this room with me. I'm a guy. Let's go and have sex. Come yeah. on. It's well, obvious. Remembers, I love... Oh, no, I'm a lesbian. It's just completely suggested. It's not spelled out that she kicked him in the box again. Yeah. Because he had yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie's imaginary conversation with the other guests when he's oh. talking about his grouse and all the things. Got some really weird, surreal stuff with, like, offering up chops from the dead cow that's in yeah. there. Yeah, like, so Robert... Yeah. Yeah, he, he's talking to it's isn't it? sweet it's and tragic fantasy, isn't it yeah. Richie could just talk to himself all day mm-hmm. couldn't he it's really sad though when he does actually acknowledge oh yeah. if only I had someone to talk yeah. to yeah. so the barman Marcel is very playful with, mm-hmm. Ri- with Richie and Eddie especially Eddie played by Kevin Allen who mm-hmm. also does the voice of Cannibal Taffio Jones mm-hmm. most people would know him for the Thin Blue Line although he's also quite a regular in the comic strip gang according to IMDB he's done 11 episodes of that he's as a director though he also directed the British film Twin Town several oh. episodes of Benidorm and Agent Cody Banks 2, Destination London. He also had a small part in train spotting, which I've not rewatched, but off the top of my head, I think he's in the scene with Keith Allen when Keith Allen comes to buy the drugs. And I also noticed that he had a part in Spice World the movie as the yes. TV director. Directed by Bob Spears. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. And good thing when one of them ordered a pint of mild, he had one under the bar ready to go that he just searched around for and then pulled out right, no, that's what, it doesn't make any sense does it he's like a pint of mild don't I make it a double see two pints of mild <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just bring me a jug of mild yeah, yeah. and now, in that context where he's coming on to Eddie Wiener mm-hmm. yeah do you think Eddie Wiener is only really interested because of the free booze or do you think he's so drunk at this point Eddie oh, that he's actually on for the drunk bunk up I think drunk you think drunk and bunk- yeah, he's, yeah, got, he's got confused considering the size that his bollocks are supposed to be he's, he's still pretty fucking determined to get off with someone alcoholics will, will recognise this that you reach a point of drunkenness in the evening where you just want to fucking go for it yeah the uh, waiter chooses not to hear or again is deaf when he says my bollocks are so big I can barely <laughs> hear right in front of him and then oh nice woman that's just been married let me try it on with her that and we- fill up your backwards tits I I think that barman will happily fuck anyone or anything yeah, okay. yeah. Richie is genuinely offended that he's wife in inverted commas is flirting with someone in front of him mm. well he's being cuckolded a little bit yeah, isn't yeah, he but he's completely forgotten they're doing a plan here to run up a bill to fuck over cannibal taffio jones him doing that doesn't affect him at all he yeah. should like yes have a richie's, drink as well richie's left out isn't he yeah. so he's, he's territorial he's in his mind this is my bird this is my bird yes. Do you want to fight about her the french guy's delivery of look it's ted rogers in a wedding dress with a mm. six foot two neanderthal figure <laughs> It's so bad, it's funny. And yeah. you think it worked 
best that we didn't get to see him. Yes. I think yes. it did. Yeah, yeah. Because with Skull Crusher, I think we almost... Because you do see him, and it's... then the end freeze frame didn't really work. Yeah. Whereas this time, it does really work, because you're just imagining... It would I... be too similar, if not. Yeah. yeah. But also, it's that thing of what you don't see in your imagination mm. is more scary. Sure. And then, obviously, the voice is done by... Kevin Bond. Allen. Yeah. But I always thought it was Rick. So uh, did I, yeah. Because it really does sound like his wanker. Yeah. Now, why does Cannibal Tafio Jones call them ignorant? Of all the insults you can throw at them, I know they are, in real, uh, yeah. the characters are, but why does he think they're ignorant? I think it is, again, it's quite a good word to say in a Welsh accent, ignorant. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. it's the Welsh. It's quite funny. Thing. And also, I think the Welsh do think all the English are ignorant. Right, okay. In the same way that we think they are. Okay. Right. Now, well, that might one... just be me. Yeah. <laughs> It's that rivalry thing, but you're right, ignorant. Like, he could have chosen any word. Yeah. But I think ignorant. Yeah, you ugly English wanker yeah. or something. Ignorant what? is it is an insult, isn't it? But it's so true. They are completely oh, very, ignorant. Very ignorant, yeah. yeah. One would assume that he's turned up this late because he's had his car stolen, right? He's had his car stolen and he's only just managed to make it down yeah, to Wolverhampton on the coach or someone's given him a lift or something. He's had the tic- he hasn't got the tickets though, has he? But I guess he could still prove his identity and have the booking and things. But, well, it- but he goes in... With two cricket balls ready. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna take, yeah. So what do you think? He's turned up, seen them there, and put two and two together. He's probably gone there not entirely thinking two people, the two people who have stolen my car are going to come here and try and steal my honeymoon. But he's gone there to have his honeymoon, seen them, realised what they've done, mm. and it's punishment time. At no point while they're there does it occur to them, Cannibal Taffy and Jones might be turning up soon. Oh, they no, don't absolutely. think in, at yeah. all beyond the end of their nose, do they? No, they're, they're drunk, just, though. Well, yeah, they're just going to do drunk? it. Richie's not drunk, is he? Well, I no. don't know. Maybe he's had some of the wine. He's not playing drunk. No, they just think that the hotel are going to catch them out. They don't in any way think that Cannonball Tafio Jones and, yeah. and lovely Ted Rogers in a dress is going to turn up. Yeah. So I guess the plan was they turn up, they have a load of food, a load of drink, and then sneak mm. off in the night so they don't have to check out and then they would send the bill to... The, who uh, well, they've got a record of, right? Surely those sort of, what is it, the Romanto getaway tickets, was that not an all pack, like that a package deal? Oh, I don't know. So maybe... I think that would be what they might have thought, that you can right. write whatever bill you want because it's right. all prepaid, maybe. Mm. Maybe. I also just wanted to mention the maitre d' Victor Spinetti. He's actually like quite a big actor. He's sadly passed away yeah, um, in, yeah. what, 2012, I think? Oh, right. um, but he was in Hard Day's Night, Help and Magical Mystery Tour, the Beatles films, and apparently... Oh, right according to IMDb, George Harrison's mum is the reason why he was cast. Oh, okay. really? Because George Harrison's mum was a big fan of Victor Spinetti. So oh, okay. George Harrison was like, my mum will only watch them if you're in it. Yeah. So like, that's one of the reasons why he got cast. He's been in loads and loads of stuff over yeah, the years. Yeah, But I mean, quite a fine actor to have got in Bottom, I think. Yeah. I mean, we it, often say, oh, I think Bottom's the best thing we ever did. But I mean, definitely not in well, Victor's case. So any particular highlights for you guys in this episode? I have to say, I think the masturbation mime from Rick it is a standout moment. When he... Just the entire bit of that, that's so funny. I mean, the people in the audience are going crazy for... So there's a woman with a particular laugh in the audience yes. to hear repeatedly. Yeah, I noticed you? that, yeah. She's got a real cackle. That's funny. And it just brings out even more yeah, <laughs> joy sure. in some of those scenes. And the Ram Raid of the off-licence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really nice setup. And in hindsight, when you watch it, it's quite obvious because you can see the set behind them. It's really nicely played out. And I just, yeah, I think just once they get to the hotel for me is... 
where yeah. it kind of all goes downhill. But I mean, yeah. that's the idea in the plot, obviously. But just the pantomime element of Eddie yeah. is not, not so great. For me, I would say the opening scene. I think there's some great gags in this episode, but the first scene, very well written. I'm not surprised the way you polish the ball. Mm-hmm. So much so his rectum prolapse is the Pope Jewish. Everything after this scene... <laughs> that, yeah, yeah I wanted good. to say that. Everything after this scene feels a bit too farcical for me. I know they're trying to go for sort of classic British farce. Whoops, there go my trousers. Mm-hmm. But it kind of feels like it's verging sometimes a bit too much on... Are you being served? All that kind of thing. Obviously, Rick's attempt to seduce the fine young filly and yeah, all of those. Yeah. Kind of I mean, it's it's difficult because when I watched it, I don't think I was in any way offended when I first watched that. Yeah. But, and then watching it back with all the hashtag me too and everything. Yeah. Was kind of like, yeah, Richie, you can see why he's never got a girlfriend quite obviously yeah. in these kind of Getting her into moments. a different room and cornering her. Mm. That's, it's just a little bit too much, I think. Yeah. It's that idea that once he gets some power, that that's when he gets some mm-hmm. confidence. I mean, it, it, it absolutely is the character of Richie and I can yeah. see why they wrote it and I'm not in any way judging Rick and Aid for including it but in fact it was a comment I'm sure on how yeah. men yeah. like Absolutely. Richie and Eddie treat women well at yeah. least uh, both of them get comeuppance fraud for yeah. doing that though which yeah. is good yeah Exactly. So, so would you guys have that as your niggle? Yeah. It is a bit of a niggle yeah, yeah. in that well, it's not so much a niggle is it it's just that it actually there's not a lot of bottom that makes you feel uncomfortable in mm. any way watching it, even though I'm sure some people probably do find Richie like, really yeah. quite cringe. And I people say about The Office is cringeworthy and they can't watch it and things like that right. with Brent, but I've never felt that watching comedies but that, that I love, whereas that one does make you go a little mm-hmm. bit... But with The Office, mm. it's the comedy of embarrassment, isn't it? Mm. It's it's the saying the wrong thing within the context of the scene where, and then there's yeah. the awkward silence. Whereas in this instance, for, so for me, my niggle is just really the general, and I know I'm retrospectively adding this because the that show didn't exist at the time, but it's the kind of Mrs. Brown's boy's feel of Eddie in drag. In the 90s, it was an obvious cheap gag, and that's why you're saying Mrs. Brown's boys, because, yeah. my God, we should have moved on by now. Yeah. You know, but it's pantomime. Yeah. And that, yeah. if you like that kind of humour, then it's fair enough. Some people in that audience are going crazy and I'm sure there are some people who love 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 that element of finger yeah. I'm sure there are yeah. it's just it, it's one joke that lasts mm. 10 minutes yeah, yeah it's yeah. laborious isn't mm. it it gets over overplayed but it's yeah it's a bit of fun isn't it uh, one thing that's actually quite interesting about that is that the two of them play a husband and wife dynamic a lot and this time when they actually are playing husband and wife, the roles are swapped, which is kind of right. interesting, yeah. isn't You'd it? You'd have thought it would be Richie being yeah, the woman. you would yeah. have. Is it because in Richie and Eddie's natural dynamic, because Richie naturally is the wife, there's more comedy to be mined from flipping it and having Eddie as the wife and Richie yeah. as the husband? The I visual is a new thing. The visual of Eddie dressed up in the wig and the dress, I think, would be a lot... Yeah. funnier in that co- than than seeing Richie Rich- dressed up because he's already in Rich- some of his mannerisms already quite effeminate he'd play it quite well it's a bigger difference for Eddie to become the woman mm-hmm. so several bollock kicks aside and the neck crick which is a very good one are there mm-hmm. any other big impressive sound effects in this that leapt out for you guys it's, it's fairly light on the sound effects mm. I don't know yeah. it's it's the cricket balls out. the cricket balls right at the end because it's a double mm. like, right yeah, yeah 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 one after the other right after the other yeah that's quite good. Yeah, they got that shot well, didn't they? Like, they yeah, and he's, what a good aim. Landing. Two, <laughs> so he's, he's thrown with two hands, yeah. one on each, and got on both. He's totally ambidextrous, yeah. yeah. You imagine he this huge sl- guy, don't you? Like, he might have even thrown them with, like, the same hands. Right, yeah, yeah. That's what his <laughs> yeah. speciality is, cannonball. Like, you can literally throw as <laughs> many as he wants, like, straight after the other or simultaneously. Okay, time for a quiz. This week it's my turn to ask the questions. So, guys, what fart noises are you going with? I'm going to go with... Ange? I'm going to go for... Nice. All right, here we go. Question number one. In total, 
How many items of clothing did Eddie steal from the cricket match? That's Ange. Four hats, three pairs of trousers. Gonna have to hurry. Five jumpers. And what does that make in total? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yes. Yes. Those those are those are the exact correct quantities, which makes twelve items in total. Question number two: What is the name of the team Richie was playing for? Oh. That's Angela. I want the full name. The Shepherd's Bush. Yeah, something irregulars. Matt, do you want to try and steal? You know? Yes, the shepherd's bush spudgy like irregulars. Yeah. Uh, so that's correct, but I'm not going to take it because actually it's the shepherd's bush spudgy like a regular second eleven. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Eddie bit? Eddie pipes in second yeah. eleven, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Okay, so what no does one gets. What's that mean? What's second eleven? It's like the second team, like reserves. Oh, okay. Okay, question number three. What is the name of the off license they ram raid? Oh, I don't know. No idea. Sorry, there's no point. Have a guess if you want. Is it? Matt? Booze and things? No, you've you got the middle word right. Um, there, is, there is an and in there. Right. Uh, no, sorry. The answer is cork and bottle. Question number four. Who plays the bellboy who wants money off Richie for bringing his bags up? And what other job does he have on the show? Don't know. Okay. No idea. Okay, the answer is that's John Plowman, the executive producer. Is it? And big comedy producer. Oh, okay. Is he, he's not listed though, is he? He's not, he's not credited at he all. he didn't get a line. No, no, but... he goes, your bags, sir. Yeah, yeah. he's not credited he's then. Not, so I think gives more meaning to the, sod off, you owe more money than oh, I do. Yeah, <laughs> you should yeah. be giving me some of yours. And he does nice. give me some of his. He pays now him. that you mention it, I remember thinking Pansy. I know that guy's face, but I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. had not oh, looked right. up who that's it was. Nice. Okay. Question number five. Richie and Eddie are on the road for one minute and 25 seconds. In miles per hour, how fast would they have to drive to get from Hammersmith to Wolverhampton to make it in that time? Well, but, no, but there's a passage of time. What? No, <laughs> Fucking hell. If you assume that it takes them the 85 600. seconds. Sorry? 600. Okay, Matt is going with 600 miles per hour. Are we doing a closest guess here? Or? Yes, we are. 500. Okay, so Matt wins because the answer at 136.1 miles in 85 seconds would be 5,764.24 miles per hour. I was well under. So I'll go. So Matt wins that one. Okay. Why does that? But I mean, we only but ever do that not... on the bonus questions, though. <laughs> but they're not. Usually it's right or wrong. Passage of time because they got changed. All right, okay. Next question. Question number six. I still think it should just be right or wrong, but carry on. Question number six. Gareth Marks plays the hotel receptionist in this episode, and Caroline Gruber is the maid. In which ill-conceived sitcom did they both co-star, which shot all eight episodes but only ever broadcast the pilot? Ange, I'll let you answer, but I'm going to finish the question. Where he played the character Arnie Goldenstein and she played his wife Rosa Goldenstein the central premise of the show being that a Jewish couple move into suburbia next to Adolf Hitler Ange Hi honey I'm home is the right answer (laughs) it'll conceive just like, the one pilot was actually shown but they did actually film all of the episodes right of they're on the YouTube, series aren't they? according to IMDB I didn't look for them on YouTube according to IMDB they shot all eight episodes they only broadcast one mm. so I recognised Gareth Marks as being the guy from it yeah. what I didn't know until I looked up the maid was that she or yeah. until I looked up Hal Honey I'm Home was that Caroline Gruber who plays the maid is his wife in that show yeah I, look, I looked at her IMDB yeah, yeah. yeah. so what Good. happened there did they broadcast the first one and then there's loads of complaints and then they pulled it. I think so, yeah. Why didn't they think there'd be complaints? Yeah. So stupid. I've got a great idea. Yeah. Hitler oh, moves into suburbia. Yeah. Right next to some Jewish It's football. set before the war, isn't it? Not that it makes it okay. So right. is it... But it's is, not like, af- you know... Is yeah, yeah. the conceit <laughs> that the Jewish couple annoy Hitler so much? <laughs> <laughs> it decides <laughs> right, that he's... Yeah. Right, yeah, it's a, it's, it is definitely in poor <laughs> <Yeah>. taste. <laughs> Question number seven. Victor Spinetti played the maitre d'. In which 80s kids cartoon series did he play the main villain and who did he play? 
Matt. I'm going to go with Super Ted playing Texas Pete. Is the right answer. Well done. <laughs> did you know? How did you know that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely the right answer. He was Texas Pete and Super Ted. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That wow. Make... Great. Yeah. Great cartoon. That makes it. I was really worried when you started talking about his IMDb that you were going to mention that, to be <laughs> honest. Nope. Okay. That's two points apiece. And question number eight. How long does Eddie say they have to work up a bill? How long does he think they're going to be there for? That's Matt. The weekend. Okay, so the weekend is Matt's answer. Ange, do you want to... 12 hours. No, he says at one point they've got three days. Oh, really? Yeah. Question number nine. What female name does Eddie call the maitre d' at one point? Mm, Don't know. No? At one point he calls him Audrey. Okay, so we're still on to a piece, and this is question number ten. Both on camera and off, how many times is Eddie kicked in the bollocks in this episode? That's Matt buzzing in. Four. Matt, you are incorrect. The answer is not four. Angela? Three is the right answer. Oh. Once from Richie, once from the maid, once from the woman in the bathroom. Yeah, no, so you're right, okay. That's three points to Angela, two points to Matt. Angela wins this week. But of course the quizzes are just a bit of fun. It doesn't really, it matters not who wins or loses, but how you play the game. So there we go, with the end of the quiz, that's the end of this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. As ever, you can catch us on social media at Talking Bottom, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can email us at 11mafikingparade at gmail.com. And do, of course, please give us lots of five-star reviews on iTunes. Yeah, for some reason, a review, or any reviews, do help with the algorithms sort of thing, and Mm. they just pop up more. So even if you just say, if you write um, an emoji, it would probably help us. Yeah, yeah. And when we post the podcast on the various social media platforms, do retweet it. Retweet it, share it on Facebook, and mention us on Instagram. Just try and spread the bottom word. Okay, well, (laughs) we're we're back next week with the last episode of Series 3. Carnival. Carnival. Which Uh, are quizzing. I was confused that one with Apocalypse, the title, I mean. Yeah, because it's a carnival that they go to in Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Carnival. I can't wait. See you next week. Bye. Bye.